welcome to We Call It Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. I'm Caleb. I'm Colin. And I'm Notch. This week, Miami is the new New York, Chicago is the new Toronto, and Germany is the new Germany. So, some sad news to start off the podcast. My uh, childhood, kind of childhood dog, uh, passed away yesterday morning. Um, he was 14 years old, so it wasn't really unexpected, but was kind of him as a shock because it was so sudden. Um, mm. I don't know the details. He, he was, he was a really good dog. We, we got him for my 14th birthday. Um, he was, he's almost always by my side. And when I would go to school in the morning, my dad would take him for a walk afterwards and he'd, his nose would go straight to the ground and he'd follow my scent to the bus stop. <laughs> so he always wanted to know where I was. And, uh, Liney, you were a great dog and cheers to Liney. Cheers, um, man. And cheers to all the fuzzy animals out there who um, are still around and are very good girls or boys or whatever you, you may. They're all good former dogs. Or Even good. if they're cats, they're yes. all good dogs. Yeah. yeah. Basically, so. Mr. Cat's going to edit all of that out, except <laughs> they're all good cats. <laughs> okay, Mr. Cat, I'll get you some tuna. Don't yeah, worry. I, I bribed them already before the, before oh, the taping. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Nice so, little salmon, salmon filet. Are you, you and Taylor are going to get a dog at some point? At some point, yeah. You guys are going to have this dope new place in Egan soon. And it's like... And, and we can finally get a dog, but it has to be like under 45 pounds. Oh, so like, Isn't like, that I all have... dogs except like Grand Pyrenees or whatever? No, like... But... Um, my dogs are all over 60 pounds. Like, oh. yeah, like if they're... They'd be like tiny dogs. I'm just imagining Colin's dogs like lifting little dog barbells like... Oh, oh, oh trust me. They, they totally would. <laughs> I mean, they'd, they'd probably try and chase after the dogs first, but... Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so I think eventually we'll get a dog. We've talked about it a little bit, but I think when we're in Eden, she'll be closer to work, and hopefully, um, yeah, we'll be able to work something out. Where we can, someone, one of us will be able to, be able to come home for like lunch and let the dog out, and so we'll ah, be home alone yes. all day, which would be not fun. I got a auto feeder for my cats, and I'll combine my fountain and my auto feeder. I don't have to actually do anything for my cat except clean the litter. So you just have like a hairy roommate at this point. <laughs> It's not even a pet. It's like that's shields. No, that's shields. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I have no idea if shields is hairy or not, and I don't want to find out. But I'm uh, surprised that you don't. At, at this point, let's just move on to our first segment <laughs> of the show. The we call loon monitoring. In the loon monitoring segment, we talk about Minnesota United FC, our loons, who last week flew over to New York City and lost in spectacular fashion. Yeah, um, I was hosting Trivia Mafia during this, so I was like halfway watching, and I realized that was probably the best decision I have ever made. I went to the gym instead, and I don't regret that at all. I, I watched pretty much the whole entire thing. I was at work. Are you okay? <laughs> I was at work, and then Ramirez scored when I was on a phone call, and I kept my composure very well, and then hung up the phone and did like a little dance that oh. if I don't check the termos, it would be very embarrassing. And as soon as I left work, got into my car, New York City edge stored. So I've said this, I've shared the story on the podcast before, but that game where we beat the Cosmos for the first time and Ramirez scored that last minute goal at Nessie, I was in an elevator and I'd just driven from Seattle straight to Portland and I was getting in an elevator with two other people and Ramirez scored as I was getting in the elevator and I went fucking bananas like I could not control myself and these two people in the elevator with me thought I was freaking insane and the guy was like, he just looks at me for a couple of minutes and he's like, MMA? I was like, n- n- no, 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 it's just <laughs> soccer. It's all good. Don't worry about it. Yeah. In any case, uh, 3-1 defeat to the, I, I guess, Manchester Citizens? 
I mean, obviously this this last coming because as the commentators pointed out before the the game, Kevin Molino is the only player on our squad who scored against New York City FC before. <laughs> um, that's that did do it. He's one of the only ones who's played them before. So, I mean, Bobby had a. In all fairness, Bobby Shuttleworth had had did have a few chances at goal when he was at the yeah. Revolution. <laughs> but come, like, come on, come up with something better. A dumb stat to share. Right. Um, so the little bits I did see, it, the Loons actually came out maybe in the first fifteen or so minutes looking decent to good, uh, giving a little bit of a press. That's when uh, Christian Ramirez scored off of a rebound that somehow Johansson did not hold on to. Uh, long shot by Ibsen, which he's going to score one of the, one of these times. It's going to be glorious, and I'm just going to rip off my shirt with him and throw it around because he knows he's going to do that. <laughs> Absolutely. Or he's going to like, dive on the pitch and agony and <laughs> stay there. And yeah, but it's going to be beautiful agony beautiful instead of agony. just regular agony. Beautiful agony, um, dibs on the band name. Isn't... Guys, I'm pretty sure "Beautiful Agony" is like an orgasm reference. It uh, is. It is. Never that, mind. That's why Sin, I that made it. The band uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Keep going now. Let's 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 keep moving. So uh, after that, it was just all New York City. By the way, we're in the Midway neighborhood, and as you might hear in the background, consistent gunshots. As that one article in they're very colorful gunshots, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's very weird. There's gunshots and there's sparks everywhere. Like, are are we gonna be okay, or am I having like a fever dream as we're recording this? <laughs> it's like. Baghdad, except for with clowns. <laughs> no, no, no. People just have very strong opinions about our takes on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, so, in all seriousness, what went wrong for Minnesota United in this game? Um, Should we cover what went right? <laughs> what went right was a lucky bounce. That there were, After that, there really wasn't any connection between the midfield and the offense. Um, we were short-handed on defense with... Uh, Viva on the right-hand side again, who has looked decent at times, but also should not be a 90-minute starter or player for an MLS team. Um, Taylor was at center back. He slipped on... Because Coleman has the knee issue. The issue he, right. he picked up in his Vancouver. Um, Taylor was at center back, and he slipped on the first goal. Um, he, he had a decent game. Uh, he yeah, did, didn't he make like a last-minute stop a last on minute David attack. Villa? <laughs> yeah. Well, like, not only did he do that, but in the Vancouver game, he outran Breck Shea for a last-minute tackle. As soon as that tackle happened in Estevez Villa, the Jamaican national team were like, we have to call him up right now. We have to call him up. <laughs> Which is not a good thing. More on that later. Um I honestly just look at it as a game that Minnesota should have gone in expecting a 3-1 defeat. And they got that. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah they made yeah, New York looked... City FC is good. Jack yeah. Harrison, David Villa playing really well. Yeah. Also, some right. old gentleman walked on the pitch late called uh, Mr. Pearly, I think his name is. Andy Pearly. Um, Andy Pearly. Uh, he had a really nice yeah, beard. Really nice yeah, beard. Yeah. Him and Ibsen. And this stayed next to each other, and the internet broke for a little while. At least the Minnesota United Twitter broke for a little while. <laughs> so much slash. Hashtag. Ibsen has a dad bod, by the way. I'm just going to put out there. Ibsen, Ibsen is Mr. Dad bod. Uh, <laughs> as far as soccer player goes, he is not a Mr. Cristiano Ronaldo. I mean, who who is a Cristiano Ronaldo? Cristiano yeah. Ronaldo. Exactly. There's, only twins. One. There's only oh, one. He had, he had in vitro twins recently. Oh, yeah. Adorable. 
I, I, I mean, until I heard that they were in vitro, I would have just assumed that they had just like miraculously appeared. Like, think, if, if there's one Ronaldo. person on this planet who could have immaculate conception, think, it's Cristiano Ronaldo. Ronaldo is asexual and just <laughs> he, he just splits apart. He, he is. He just scores so many goals that he just splits apart. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that Cristiano Ronaldo is like the opposite of asexual. But go on. Uh, <laughs> how did we get here? We should how definitely move on as quickly as possible. Sam yeah. Nicholson has signed from Heart of Midlothian. Heart of Midlothian. To, uh, from Minnesota. Uh, I'm left, just happy I left have an winner. excuse to wear a kilt again. Yeah. Scottish guy, right? Left winner. Um, I'd look for him to start on the left, probably a bar on the right, and then uh, Molino at, at the 10 spot for right now, barring any more signings, any more attacking signings. Which the rumor mill says, like, two or three total might be here. Who well, knows? Going to our next piece of news, it should be a defender, right? Because Demidov <laughs> and so. Kalman are out for different injuries. With Demidov, is that really a bad thing? I mean... <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it says Kalman, knee, Demidov... Uh, confidence. You, you know, you know, you know who <laughs> they, they have those like who wins memes, and it's like who wins Vadim Demidov, uh, an empty spot on the roster. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, empty spot. Yeah, empty spot. Nine times out of ten. <laughs> yeah, there's gonna be like a movie about this where the plucky little Vadim Demidov finally beats the blank roster spot in like the last <laughs> in the third act, and it's gonna be glorious. Except for he gets carried off fans. the field and then gets carried onto a plane back to Norway. Our only center back right now is Joe Greenspan. Yeah. I feel like I've been saying this though for like the last four years. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills like Mugatu in that one movie where it's like... Zoolander. I know. It's a joke, damn Come it. On. <laughs> Never mind. It's, it's like... I've, I've, we've been saying Minnesota United needs more center backs. Like that's... I think that's like the... the you know, they used to be like, we are Minnesota United Football Club. We are soccer. It should be like Minnesota United Football Club. We need more center backs. Like that is the slogan <laughs> of the team. Can you play center back? <laughs> As they're like handing out toasters at like bars before the game. Can you play center back? Like, Minnesota United FC. We are soccer. We are not center backs. <laughs> no. It was Calvo and Taylor on International League for the Gold Cup. Um, I just want to point out, Mr. United, if anyone listening, uh, my wife Taylor played center back all through high school. So... Just throw her on there. I mean, she, at this point, let's, like, seriously... Um, she probably can't win any balls in the air because she's kind of shorter than... But, I mean, what are we she's tenacious. Do? I'm scared of her. Who are we going <laughs> to play that? Ibsen? Ibsen has played, I feel like, a center back at some vague point in Cronin? time, right? Cronin or Cronin Warner? Can do that. Warner, maybe? I can oh, see God. Davis slotting in. Oh, God. <laughs> let's stop. I'm getting nervous. This let's is, just play three at the back with one center back. This match is going to happen yeah. tomorrow. It's going to be over. We don't need to talk about it because this is like freaking me out. I yeah. just need this. I need tomorrow to be done, guys. <laughs> hey, you know what? Speaking of signing center backs, guess what Minnesota United are rumored to be doing? Sign an attacker. Signing a striker on loan from the New York Red Bulls. Um, 19-year-old Brandon Allen um, does have a very impressive goal-scoring record. 30 goals in USL over the But that's in the second division. Second division goals never translate to MLS. I feel like Manny just wah, wah, read wah, that wah. West Berlin article on 55 and said, yeah, let's do that again. He <laughs> Maybe was, sign other players like yeah. We yeah, or Dylan Mares. There, there is actually a USL center back out there who played out his out of his mind for FC Cincinnati against Chicago Fire, Austin Berry, and he's been playing really well. Um, I gotta give a shout out begrudgingly to Matt Doyle for this. I really don't like that guy, but anyway, he he was the one who brought it up, and then I have to agree. 
Austin Barry deserves a shot. If we are desperate, let's get the guy. Let, let, let's let's give him the move yeah. up, and we'll talk about some hurdles that come in when signing we have, these guys. We have the, a little like, bit later lower division the guys. NASL USL like priority spot number number one, number one priority in MLS, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah I should be able to think so. Find somebody that we can sign this summer that would bolster the the defense. Oh, hopefully, and that's, um, is so that it for? Are we losing only Calvo yeah. and Taylor for Gold Cup? Uh, or is Johan is also Johan, also. but he wasn't. Yep. He's not a defender, so I didn't put him in there. Okay. Is but, there anybody else that we are? Nope. 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 Okay. Uh, those are the only three. Yeah, Trinidad um, didn't right. get a spot, and neither did Ramirez. I mean, God. I mean, he not happy deserves, for him, happy for us. He definitely deserves it, but yeah, we would be so thin everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I would. I would prefer that this happen after we sign a. DP attacker that can slide between the 10 and the striker. Yo, conspiracy theory? You know, now that we don't have to cover the European leagues, you can have bogus conspiracy theory time in this segment as well. Uh, the reason that we're signing Brandon Allen on loan uh, rumor is that uh, Christian Ramirez is going to get the call up for the second half of the Gold Cup. What? What? Given that he wasn't even on the 40-man long list, that's actually... Impossible. Impossible. Uh, also, impossible is nothing by Adidas. What? What? <laughs> this is an entire marketing ploy for Adidas. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I wish. I wish they were giving us money. Uh, all right. Let's move on to a segment that we call the major listing service where we cover the rest of the MLS action from this past week. First off, Real Salt Lake played Orlando. Lost. 1-0. Um, Will Johnson scored. On a scramble in front of goal, with the announcer saying after the goal goes in, "Who else? The Canadian international." And but you know, not the one without with the DUI. Right. He was actually back for that game, though. Yeah. yeah oh yeah. MLS being like, yeah, driving on the wrong side of the street. Point. What is it? Some very high blood alcohol content. No problem, Kyle Aaron. Come on in. Twelve days suspension is good enough for you. And Canada was like, "Oh, MLS has cleared him. We should too." Apparently, the twelve-day suspension included like a few days at a rehab center, basically just to give him some counseling. Which hopefully I, that counseling told him never to do that ever again. I am all for treatment, and I know that this is a serious issue, and I think it's something that he's going to have to deal with for the rest of his life. But I am sorry when you are playing at an international level or playing at Division One level, there is a greater responsibility. Like it or not, our soccer players are role models, and if they, if if all the consequences that that a little kid is gonna see this guy facing is twelve days off for um, endangering people's lives, that's not enough in my opinion. I think he needs he needs a little bit more of a suspension. Not don't like end his career. That's too much, but I feel like twelve days is just not enough for the gravity of what he did. Yeah, that's um, totally fair. And and I th- I. Again, I don't want to say that this is like something that's irredeemable. His life should be over. It's not. But he did something serious. And the punitive action as a result was not serious. If you're an MLS pro who's drunk coming out of a club and you're trying to do the metric of should I drive home or take the $6 Uber. um, Right now, you're going to be thinking, man, it's just a four minute drive. And if I get caught, what, 12 days suspension, a little bit of bad PR, and then everything's okay. Because no, there aren't any other consequences. I Anyway. Um, let's move on. Chicago Fire beat Vancouver Whitecaps 4-0. Uh, I went to this game in, I think it was 2010, and it is still the single worst soccer experience I've ever had in my entire life. 
This was back when the Chicago Fire were horrendous, and so were the Whitecaps. Both teams played worthless soccer for 90 minutes. Uh, it was horrible. And in this game, only one team played worthless <laughs> soccer for 90 minutes. Yeah. Guys, Chicago is really fucking good. I totally called it. Go back in the archives. I called it. You can't say I didn't call it. I'm going to go back with Mr. Cat and re-edit that episode. Called it. Totally called it. Jump on the Chicago bandwagon right now. Dude, the bandwagon doesn't go all the way out to Bridgeview. It stops like a mile and a half <laughs> um, away from the stadium. Jump on the bandwagon and like find an Uber or like carpool with a friend. To the Chicago Dames. It'll take a lift. Screw Uber. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Find uh, some rideshare app. Nemanja Nikolic scoring goal number 15 and 16 uh, for Chicago. Really good. And yeah. Michael Delu finally got off, off the mark for Chicago this year. Um, t- between Nikolic, Akam, Solodnak, and also the, if the Lutons are picking it up, who has a better attack in the lead in Chicago at the moment? It's a bunch of guys who have been role players in the past and then a new Hungarian international who is apparently the greatest striker in MLS history. <laughs> and we forgot yeah, they yeah. have Janino still. Yeah. Janino's on, guys, Janino's on this team. And Bash second. And that's McCarty. Like, like <laughs> what? I mean, I'm, they are, hey guys, I have a hot take for you. They are the New York Cosmos of MLS. What? What? <laughs> Are they? You timed that perfectly with that firework, too. <laughs> uh, one thing we do need to mention is that Schweini, in the 43rd minute, uh, went down and had, went straight to the tunnel. Kind of his day-to-day. He said on Twitter that it's not a serious injury. But, I mean, when, you, when you're paying him that much, it's better to just have him on the sideline. Right. <laughs> High-fiving yeah. people in oh, the sweater than... <laughs> and that's McCarty is actually exacemating it. ...be with the U.S. national team for the Gold Cup, so he won't be there for a little while. Yeah, now I don't think that's going to affect them, my bold prediction. Uh, FC Dallas <laughs> beat Toronto FC 3-1. Um, this was an unexpected result, I think. Yeah, Toronto kind of seen as the best team in the East. Now they're not. There's Chicago's number one, but definitely the East champions of the playoffs last year and kind of just kind of trucking through every single, play, every single opponent. You think they'd lose, they just truck through. And in this game, they also took it to them. They Toronto were, in crisis. I I nah, put it nah. that way. Um, <laughs> Roland Lamad had a really excellent game, uh, two goals, and on his first one, um, he lifted up his shirt to show a really touching tribute to Czech Tioti, uh, his former international teammate. Um, if you haven't seen the video of it or the pictures, check it out. It was really cool. He's, he's ended up scoring a brace in the game. Matt uh, Milia. Maximilio? Matt Cerruti, whatever. I don't know. Maximilian Arruti, the third. Scored. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> Lord Maximilian Arruti, the third. Uh, scored a goal to seal for FC Dallas. Um, Jesse Gonzalez does some great saves for Dallas in this game. Uh, he recently made the one time switch from Metro International to US. So he's expected to join the US team after the group stages. Maybe to see a game in the natural stages. Somebody, Great news for the U.S. national team. Excellent news. Excellent Somebody news. on Twitter was like, when it's time for Tim Howard and Brad Gazan to uh, go into that good sun, moon, or what? Wait, well, how am I screwing up this metaphor? Right into that good sunset. 
upstate, upstate at okay. the farm. Let's try this again. For all bald When it's time for Tim Howard and Brad Gazan <laughs> to hang up their gloves, Jesse Gonzalez can take over. And I was like furiously looking at my watch being like tapping it. Like, guys, guys, <laughs> look at the time. Just, just yeah, look just at look, the look at the time. Give Jesse and Ethan the the reins and yeah. let's go. Yeah. Come on. All right. Uh, moving on. SKC versus Portland ended 1-1 in Kansas City. Holy crap, Diego Valeri. Just a, an amazing goal. Incredible. I, I was kind of deciding after my stream of USA Ghana went into the KC Portland game. I was like, should I leave this on or should I kind of go do something else? And I left it on. I'm glad I did because this goal, this whole week was filled with amazing goals. But this one, basically, three defenders are closing on Valeri. Takes a shot from outside the box. Cannonball. Towards the right of the top right. Incredible. No way it could have been saved. Go watch this goal. Beautiful. The first Beautiful. goal for Portland against Kansas City in, six, in their last six meetings. So, mm. I, I, in the regular season, because I they think they played in the, when they played in the MLS Cup finals, they, yeah. MLS Cup in general. Um Homegrown yeah, uh, product for uh, Sporting Kansas City, Daniel Saloy scored his first MLS goal. Congratulations to him. Yep, and now we vaguely know how to pronounce his name. <laughs> um, and then Fernando Adi quote-unquote earns a penalty. <laughs> um, he definitely dove. Yeah, like um, spectacular. Yeah. Like, uh, it was quote-unquote fouled him. In the box. Well, but like the SKC people were like, yeah, I mean, Dwyer does that every week, so it's fine. Like, I mean, this is <laughs> yeah. part of the game. So they, they, yeah. didn't, they didn't seem to care very much. Yeah. Uh, They're just but- like, yeah, the, we're on the good side of this. Luckily for SKC, they were also on the good side when Tim Melia saved the penalty that literally went right at him. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Valeri was like, okay, I need to hit this guy in the junk. And uh, kind of did that. Yeah, anyway. No, it was a little bit higher. Okay. He's yeah. being a little bit It was like, yeah, okay. Yeah, it was like, like chest, solar plexus. All right, we should we should always talk about this kind of thing. A Montreal <laughs> Impact beat DC United 2-0, which, by the way, finally we know how to pronounce uh, Blarim Jamiley's name. Uh, he's, I, you know, I was very confused about how to say it. Now it's Jamiley. Yeah, that, he's uh, really good. Yeah, yeah he, he is. He scored a great goal. Kind of, if it wasn't for Dato Valeri's goal, it'd probably be the goal of the week. But fantastic goal, kind of from the same... Distance and top netting, and then with almost an even better play on the second goal with a chip over the defense, the near post, the mm-hmm. that met former loon Cristoval right in stride. Legend, Minnesota to, legend, Cristoval. Yes, <laughs> Minnesota sent it past uh, not Bill Hamid. I don't know who was in goal, but it wasn't Bill Hamid. <laughs> not I, don't, I don't care who he is. That is his name now. It is not it's on Bill the back Hamid. of his jersey. Yes. It's like, hey, Bill Hamid, not Bill Hamid. Come over okay. here. <laughs> it's like a uh, full manager can nickname players. His name is now not Bill Hamid, and they'll appear like that in every. Uh, Guys, my name. name is Travis. <laughs> Shut up, not Bill Hamid. <laughs> you don't have a name now. Um, I just want to say the commentators when Jamali scored were like, "We've come to expect this from him," and I was like, "Have we really? really like, have yeah. we?" One song, sure? the Watch Me song, where the guy's like, "You already know who it is." Like, dude, you're a one-hit wonder. This is your one hit. I don't know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Columbus lost to Atlanta 2-0 at home in Columbus. Come on, Columbus. What the heck is this about? Hey, Columbus, keep this up. Yeah, yeah also that. that. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, lose against both expansion teams, not just one of them. 
Um, yeah. yeah. Viaba with a brace. Um, after he scored his second goal of the brace, he immediately grabbed his foot and with the weirdest celebration ever and <laughs> rides around the, uh, in beautiful agony. Stop saying that. I was imagining him on the pitch and be like, yeah! <laughs> Don't look at me. Look at me! <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> this is why. This is why they're all coming for us from the outside here. Um, Worth it. Oh god. Um, the crew have started, by the way, the same 11 for the third consecutive game, and two of those games were against Atlanta, which they've lost both of them. This is... Uh, you you think they'd get the hint not I, to do that? I don't know how they're de- if they have any lot of injuries or what their depth is like in the Columbus roster, but I hope they do that for the next game and just keep playing the same people. <laughs> yes. they yeah, have a, they have a three day break between their game on Saturday and the game tomorrow or okay. Tuesday whenever you're listening to this. So. Okay, I'm not. I was gonna say something, but then I decided not to jinx us. Colorado Rapids beat the Houston Dynamo three one, and the Dynamo actually led in shots and shots on target. Because let's be honest, the Rapids are kind of crap, but somehow they got three goals and a brace by Marlon Hairston, including a very fantastic second goal. Um, but kind of a shock result, except for the fact that Houston is about as bad as Minnesota is when yeah. they're on the road. Uh, uh Torres will replace Alan Pudillo for Mexico at the Gold Cup. So he's gone for at least the group stages and probably the doctor stages as well. Um, he basically went outside and was like, show me the money loud enough. You know, Kubo. Yeah. Kubo. Okay, no. I got it. Jerry Maguire. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Do you had me to show you the video on YouTube. Right you had now, me so at you... this reference. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Cali Classico, uh, San Jose beats LA 2-1. Jean-Claude Van Damme with the great volley. Basically, I mean, it was basically Jean-Claude Van Damme making one of his famous karate kicks to yeah. score this goal. Like, Except for Jean-Claude Van Damme never had as luxurious of a beard. Ah, I am pretty sure Jean-Claude Van Damme had luxurious everything if he wanted to, okay? Like, don't, don't besmirch the... The only the... one with a beard in movies like that would be Steven Seagal, though. And that was always, like, the evil guy goatee. You guys remember the Mad TV version of Steven Seagal that Will Sasso used to play? Yes. Like my favorite Mad TV sketch of all time. That was like the only good one. Hey, whoa. I used to like Mad TV. Where's a firework there? Uh, Tom Segura as a stand-up comedian has a great bit about uh, Steven Seagal Mm. on his uh, first album, which is really good. Just go listen to it if you like Steven Seagal humor. Um, Jill Van Damme, though, uh, decided to dissent a lot in this match and got sent off for a second yellow card. Unfortunately, it came in the, like, the final like, minute of a game. It was like right yeah. before the whistle. Right. Yeah, it was, I think it was after the it was whistle. After the whistle? Yeah. After the whistle. Right. It, what, did, have, what did he do? He, apparently some uh, calls had, an, had, late in the day, most, he's, according to him, most of the, of the, of the calls went San Jose's way. Um, here's a quote from him after in the press conference, uh, quote, it was a reaction after the game. It was quite frustrating when you worked your butts off to earn a result. And then at, at one point in the game, the referee decides to play every ball on the advantage of San Jose. We had a clear handball from uh, Bernardes, uh, defender for San Jose. And when I hit the ball back inside and he was doing nothing. The, th- that was the third handball during the game. So after the game, I just lost it. End it, quote. it was like Jell Van Damme was in the room right there. Like, 
you know. It's Although, uh, great given Italian oh, accent. I, was, I supposed, was I supposed to do a Belgian accent there? I did not know. Oh, he's, you know he's Belgian? I just said Italian. Yes. <laughs> Wait, that's Alessandrini. No, he's French. <laughs> wow. I just had a moment there, guys. Like, that was beautiful. So, Notch is, like, super racist in white European countries, so... Sudden <laughs> <a> nap. <laughs> Apparently, I need to feed Mr. Cat some tuna so he edits that out. Uh-huh. Anywho, Sorry, um, a couple of really good things for San Jose. Uh, David Bingham had an assist on a goal. That's right, a goalkeeper with a perfect cross Lord. all the way into the 18 for, surprisingly enough, Chris Wondolowski. Who got the deflection for a yeah. goal? He did his best impression of a competent striker and down to the back of the net. <laughs> And then Selena scores the game winner. Does the best Alan Dorden impression. Alan Dorden scored a lot of late goals for San Jose and Tali Tassito. Stadium was shaking and after that goal. He yeah. Sprints on the length of the pitch as he rips his jersey off, and the camera was shaking. It was beautiful to see. Did we talk on the podcast about the Canadian Championship and the fact that TFC won that? Or are we doing that today? Um, I, don't, I think I, we talked I, about it. We're think, talking about it now. Hey. TFC won the Canadian Championship. I'm pretty sure we said, <laughs> cool. I'm pretty sure we said the score last episode. Right. It, the the, the match was like happening as we were recording. Yeah. So so TFC beat Montreal and Giovinco got a final minute winner. And you have to watch this highlight because, first of all, it's a pretty great goal. And the stadium explodes in noise. I cannot... It, it's, it's hard for me as a supporter to comprehend how intense that moment must have felt for the fans there because I'm just watching this video, seeing the camera shake. The sound kind of ripples in and out because it's too loud. You see the fans just going bananas and the TFC players kind of jump into the crowd. It was... I mean, that's the moment you kind of dream about as a soccer fan. As a... Yeah, as a soccer supporter, that's the moment you're like, this is what all this work, all this support was for and... You, I only hope that Minnesota has one of those moments, whether it's in the U.S. Open Cup or in MLS Cup one day. MLS Not Cup this year, 17. but one day. Yeah, according Come to, on. According to, well, according to uh, your football manager save, they're going to win the U.S. Open Cup soon, right? Uh, no, they won the U.S. Open Cup last year, and then they keep getting out in the Western Conference. All right, finals. moving along to <laughs> Philadelphia Union versus the New England Revolution. And does this have a derby, by the way? The Union having the Liberty Bell and uh, New England being the Revolution and all that. Is there some sort of like freedom, cachy name? It happened near July 4th too, so I feel like this should Coin be Coin one thing. right now, Notch. Coin one right now. Uh, I, you, you're asking like the one not American guy in this room to do that. Have it be Tannen for... The, the Tannen Derby. They already had Tannen in the North Coast anymore. No, no, it's not, it's not. Nah. no. Yeah. How about yeah. the... Um, Revolution, Revolutionary Road Derby. That's, no? Too, no. that's one of the team's names. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. and plus Kate Winslet. No, no, no. The, um, <laughs> let's see. But why don't we talk about this match, and I'll try to come up with something right. while we do that. Um, uh, Revs were about a little shorthanded with uh, Tone Rowe and Diego Fondundes. Rowe on international duty, and Fondundes serving a one-match ban. So, really... No creative players that could really create anything besides uh, Lee Wynn for New England. Um, yeah, handball in the fourth minute. David Penalty's straight to Philadelphia. And uh, Al Sapon put Philadelphia up right away in the, in the first half. Yeah, they just never looked back after that. The and Independence Derby, guys. It was right there in front of us the whole entire time. Yeah, yeah. we just didn't exactly. see it. Yeah, exactly. It was right there. And then they could play like Independence Day coats through the whole thing. Guys, this could be like the soccer event of the entire year. Okay, you know, they have to wear awesome powdered though. wigs. And <laughs> <laughs> you 
no no hear me out hear me out uh-huh. we make sure that charlotte gets put into their section for the us open cup oh. and in the round of 16 it would guaranteedly be an independence derby don garber needs to bring us on as consultants guys i'm just saying he hasn't already we are ideas men he, he hasn't already what are these paychecks for then <laughs> wait i'm very paychecks. They're lost in the mail. It's fine. I I mean, I requested direct deposit, but it it just hasn't gone through yet. So, getting back to this game. Cody Cropper, is he mediocre or just bad? He kind of sucks. Kind of sucks, right? But but he's one of us. He's he's one of us. One of us. I'm really glad we didn't get this guy. Like, we all wanted to sign him, and now I'm kind of glad. He is not very good at, for example, holding onto the ball. He seems to deflect it into the path of strikers all the time. There was that one moment earlier this year where he turned around and faced his own net while the ball was behind him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I feel bad bagging on the guy, but he's not good. He'd be a very decent second division goalkeeper, but New England has to sort out their goalkeeper very soon. Maybe uh, McMathlete makes their way to yeah. New England, or even Al Khan after Bradjuzan. Yeah, we were talking basically about steals this. his starting spot because he doesn't. You, you don't, deserves you, his starting spot. Yeah, he's good. He but you don't pay Guzan money to yeah, have right. him sit on the bench. Uh, that was, I mean, what kind of team would pay a lot of big bucks for a goalkeeper just to put him on the bench? For example, a Scandinavian, for example, coming over. Uh, this, is, this is starting to hit a little too close to home. <laughs> time for a break. Time for a break. Let's just take a break here, guys. We'll come back with the rest of the U.S. Soccer Pyramid, USMNT, lots of other European news. See you in a second. Welcome back to We Call It Soccer. Guys, our listener account is fading so um i want you guys to do something with me okay we, we need to, we need to do something to get more listeners so um colin here take this book um caleb here's this desert eagle oh oh no uh colin i want you to hold that book on your chest and we are gonna show that bullets stop desert eagle in fact screw the desert eagle just go stand by the window because i mean we're in the midway so like you know straight gunshot oh. will hit you any minute okay okay did you guys see this story <laughs> This, there's a couple in Minnesota who were trying to start a YouTube prank channel, and the boyfriend convinced his pregnant partner to shoot him with a desert eagle in the chest, thinking a heavy book was going to stop the bullet. And this prank was being done because they wanted to get more viewers on YouTube. Subscribers. Are you sure this didn't happen in Florida? Yeah, right? I feel like, terrible. Like, what kind of guys? Like, oh, yeah, you know, we're going to have a kid, so I need you to shoot me. Like, most expectant <laughs> fathers. I'm pretty sure that's a thought that goes through every expectant father's head. <laughs> Can we move on as quickly as I've possible? I've played Counter-Strike. I know about Desert Eagles and how, like, incredible they are as weapons. I've never handled one in my life, but like, you know, I mean, isn't like the third rule of handling weapons that you don't point one at somebody that you don't want to kill? That's not the first rule of handling weapons. You don't po- you always point at the, at the ground or like down the, the shooting range. Right. You don't point it at any living thing. All right. Well, well, when our, when our listenership does struggle, because I was just kidding about that, guys. Our listenership is oh, great. I was really worried about that. I oh, know. I know. Yeah, I- I, I thought there was a reason you weren't talking about the numbers anymore, but... No, no, our listenership okay, is great. Sorry. We have the best listenership. It is tremendous. Um, we have the best ratings. 
They're so much better than that failing CNN, the no, failing Morning the Joe. The failing 55-1 podcast <laughs> whose ratings are way down with that loser Wes Berdine. <laughs> guys, guys, are you tired of winning? Because I'm tired of winning. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Speaking We've got tired of winning. off the rails. Um, we need to get back to the things that our listeners actually come the one or two listeners who've stuck with us through this horror show of an intro. We need to take them into the pyramid scheme, our segment where we, we talk a, we about... We good first half. We right? have a good first half. <laughs> we the first half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really sorry if you're still with us. <laughs> we need to move into a segment we call the pyramid scheme, where we talk about the rest of the U.S. soccer pyramid that does not involve MLS. First of all, we have more hashtag Gupsats from the U.S. FC Cincinnati, we referenced this before, defeated Chicago Fire on penalties. Mitch freaking Hildebrand. Mitch. Coming up with a huge penalty shootout. Basically the American Claudio Bravo. Three saves. On the same day, day they both both were in a penalty shootout in a tournament, and they both made three straight saves. Incredible stuff, obviously now. Can we bring Mitch Hildebrand back? I mean, I like Bobby, but like... He'd be a solid backup, playing some... Just give Bobby a rest every once in a while because the dude has had a rough season. <laughs> just like, you know. He did break his had, nose. He got tipped in the head. He was, had stitches on and got, broke his nose. And yeah. Yeah. Give, give that a break. We talked briefly about Austin Berry being a beast as well. But uh, FC Cincinnati at this point, I mean, they seem like kind of a lock for MLS expansion, right? ESPN kind of threw away all of their programming to put them on the main network with, I think they said that they brought the same camera setup that they'd taken to the MLS Cup to this mm-hmm. game. So, I mean, I don't think the network would put in that much effort unless there was some sort of hint, hint, these guys are going to be big soon. And I think they played in front of over 30,000 fans. Yeah, so, well over, apparently. Well over. So, I mean, at this point, let's let's be honest, they are the next team. Um, speaking of teams that are the new something... Miami are now the new New York Cosmos. They just defeated Atlanta 3-2. Quadvo Poku scoring the winner in literally the last play of the game. Uh, and the, the, obviously the whole like Twitter scene was like, Poku scoring a goal against the team that destroyed his team. Because he was Atlanta Silverback back in the day. Destroyed the hashtag plural for America. Hate on MLS. And guys, can we just enjoy one goal without like this making this all about how... You know, Atlanta United. I don't think pro I mean, people enjoy soccer. Yeah, yeah. They, they don't. I think that's true. I mean, I think that we should just focus on the fact that Atlanta lost. Yeah, that was great. That was fantastic. <laughs> Stefano Pino coming through for his uh, old team, making Minnesota fans happy by scoring for Miami. Red Bernstein's beard also got another goal uh, for Indeed. Miami. Not him, his beard. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, we could say that the... Miami FC are the new Cosmos, given that they're spending a lot of money on a good roster and being successful. I actually think they're what Minnesota United was supposed to be in 2016, in the sense that they brought in a ton of guys that had been excellent for other NASL teams, and... Instead of them shitting the bed like Minnesota did last year, they're actually good. Nick Rogers just unfriended you on Facebook. Oh, oh, trust me. He's done that plenty of times before. Oh, okay. All right, cool. You're right, actually. I, I do agree with your greater point, though. Well. And um, it's... I just have so many regrets from particularly last year, but also 2015. It's so much potential left on the ground. Anyway, we could go on and on about that. Uh, for Quarterfinals for the U.S. Open Cup, uh, Miami versus Cincy, the... 
both teams look, look to be the first uh, lower division team to make it into the semifinals. Since, like, what was it? Dude, 2011, like a I believe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Richmond 2011. Yeah. And then uh, San Jose versus LA, another little mini Tali Tazito in the US Open Cup, uh, SJC versus FC Dallas, and the Revs versus the Red Bulls. All right. There was a great article in 442 USA by Paul Tenorio where he talked about how the deck is, I'm pretty sure this was the headline actually, that the deck is stacked against lower leagues players who want to move to MLS. And some of his points, uh, I'll just give you the ones that kind of stuck out to me. He, he mentioned how if you have a player that you would value at $65,000 and the team in the lower leagues wants a transfer fee of twenty five grand. That's a cap hit of $90,000 for a lower leagues player that you're not entirely sure is going to make it in MLS. Um, that's a lot less appealing than if it was just a $65,000 player. It, to be fair, the cap hit for the transfer fee would be advertised over the life of the contract. So if somebody's on a two-year deal or a three-year deal, mm-hmm. it would spread out a little bit more. But would you give a USL player that length of a deal? That's the other question. I mean... Someone that I feel confident about, I'd give a two-year deal. The, the Another point that they had was that pay is actually improving, quote-unquote, in the lower divisions. I mean, you could argue that it's overpayment. Um, but guys like Boku are probably making a whole hell of a lot more, actually almost certainly are making a whole hell of a lot more than they would make in MLS. So why would they drop all that to go to MLS? Um, yeah. And so, so the, the, there's also some things about age. It was a really interesting piece. I encourage you to go read it if you're like, why aren't these great hidden talents being harvested? And now, now we kind of have a little bit of a reason for that. Right. USL News. Uh, there is a bid group set up to start a team in San Francisco in 2019. Wait a minute. Isn't there already a lower league team in San Francisco? Right. There is. This Deltas, but this USL team is going to be the Betas. I mean. Or the Alphas. I, or the Omegas. I'm the pretty Zetas. sure they don't want to be the betas, especially if it's Silicon Valley bros involved. There was an interview with their president who basically made his whole pitch, we'll be better than the Deltas. Like, he was talking about the Deltas in every second sentence. He just came across as kind of the wrong attitude. It wasn't about kind of making his team good, except for as opposed to kind of making the Deltas so great. He also said, quote, I would say we were following in the mold of LAFC and FC Cincinnati. Bro, uh, LAFC hasn't hit the ball yet. Like, I mean, he, he's he's basically on. taking, like, he probably asked his, like, consultant, hey, who are the two biggest hype teams that people will know about? Uh, and then just name dropped. Yeah. Which, I mean, the Deltas kind of did their whole buzzword name dropping all through last year. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. Like... I mean <laughs> we're going to talk about this in a second with the Deltas game, but San Francisco either isn't hitting as much of the market as they could or maybe there's not room for two d2 teams there dun, dun, dun. charleston beat tampa Bay already's 2-0 ridiculous amounts of angst among uh some of the rowdies supporters um mike pendleton um fat seven deuce on twitter uh, was starting to share a bit of this uh but the team is winless since may 19th which but they do have that sweet Fort Lauderdale strikers intellectual and physical property for what two thousand dollars. <laughs> so are they gonna like sell uh, Fort Lauderdale striker logos with like Calvin from Calvin Hobbs like peeing on them? <laughs> they, Is that what they're gonna do? I mean, that would I totally, totally be worth do, it, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. just be like, don't look at the results here. Look at this new merchandise. All right, NASL news: San Francisco Deltas beat Puerto Rico FC two 0 
Two goals on either side of halftime from the one and only Teen Wolf. Apparently, that's why San Francisco Deltas don't have a lot of fans at their games because he eats them all the time. It's it's yeah. a chance. To, Dom Heinemann. It's a risk they're willing to take. I mean, yeah. when you sign the guy, he's going to eat some fans. I do know that. It's in his contract. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, attendance, though, under 2,000. Mm. Not great, but still better than some NASL teams in the past. <laughs> that is like setting the bar so low. Yeah. <laughs> it's like FCM. I mean, those low. NASL teams... Most of them are no longer around, but I mean, it's just also better than them. Well, there's one there called, uh, it rhymes with Schmefsi Schmendmunden, uh, but, uh... I mean, I j- there's I one there that's called the, um, Schminnesota Schmunited Schmefsi. Hey, we got good attendance, bro. Yeah, come I on, mean, bro. okay, fine. Bro, come um, on, bro. Come on, bro. The All right, let's move on. Schmenesee, Schminnesota, Schmars. That was like 20 years ago. Uh, more like four years. Six yeah, years ago six now. Years. <laughs> Math, how does that work? All right, let's move on to a segment we call The Sewer, where we talk about our U.S. Ninja Turtles with the national teams. This week, the U.S. MNT played Ghana in a friendly 1-2-1. Dom Dwyer got his first start, first goal. Everyone's very happy for Mr. Dom. Yeah. Um, there were a couple of other guys who him. also got their first uh, game, right? Yeah, uh, a few people that had their first game. Uh, Kenny Saif. Kenny Saif, who recently switched from Israel to U.S. Uh, plays for, I believe, Ghent in Belgian League. Mm-hmm. That was his first uh, U.S. tap. Uh, Tonner Costa, that was his first U.S. goal on a brilliant free kick, just low and around the Donna wall into the bottom right corner. Um, and Brad Gazan saved the penalty because the penalty, penalty taker didn't shoot at his legs. Something pretty neat that I saw was that Poku started for Ghana, which was pretty, pretty cool. Mm-hmm. All right, Tim Weah has signed a first-team contract with PSG. Yeah, um, the 17-year-old U.S. Youth International, uh, the son of Ballon d'Or winner George Weah, He's been doing pretty solidly since he joined PSG's academy. Um, it's been a couple of years now, uh, but he signed pro terms. Uh, the expectation is he's going to spend some time with their uh, reserve team, eventually go out on loan. But he's he's definitely a very promising uh, baby, baby Nat. Yep. Can't mm-hmm. wait for Christian Pulisic to cross a game-winning goal to Tim Weah in the Qatar World Cup. All right. Well, it's time now to go to a segment that we call The Pub, which where we talk about our coverage of English soccer. And this week, we're going to a pub called The Crinkly Pensioner. Yes. Um, Aston Villa has signed um, John Terry to the delight of every single MLS team that has a shaky back line. Oh, yeah. thank God. Thank you, Although, Jesus. at this point, would you have Vadim Demidov or John Terry on your squad? Oh, God. Oh, no. Why would you do this? This is the <laughs> worst game ever. I, I would have that Desert Eagle back. Thank you very much. <laughs> Pretty sure Aston Villa has, has also signed John Terry's rascal scooter in this deal. John Terry coming out saying, we are going to be looking good. This is a paraphrasing. We are looking pretty good for promotion to the Premiership this oh, year. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right, John Terry. Uh, Everton have signed Burnley defender Michael Keane in a potential £30 million deal. Uh, good deal for uh, both both sides, Burnley, and getting some money for their probably their best player last season. Um, yeah, good, good defender. They've also signed uh, Malaga striker Sandro and Henry Onikuru from um, Oipen over in Belgium. 
I don't know much about Onyatura, but he's great on FIFA. Yeah, he, he that's what counts. Him up. That's yeah. really it does. Yep. Yeah. Um, total outlay this summer over ninety million pounds. Um, your Arsenal is about to sign um, probably the best one of the best writers in the French league, uh, Alexander Lacazette. Um, feed believed believed to be around fifty to fifty five million euros. According to the Lyon president who was interviewed about the fact that the deal is going to happen. Um, 28 goals in league on last season, 129 since he joined the first team back in 2009. Um, speaking of people joining Arsenal, um, apparently Jens Lehmann, of all people, is joining the coaching staff at Arsenal, and I am so happy. Apparently the dugout now has a port john next to it. Uh, to prevent Jens from having to go behind the ad boards again like he did that one. No, no, no. It, it's just got like a little trough. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I th- my favorite Jens Lehmann memory, because it's one that I was actually around for, uh, he came back in 2011 when he was interning for his coaching badges. And then promptly three of the first team goalkeepers got injured at the same time. Right. So Jens Lehmann <laughs> actually went out of retirement and was the bench goalkeeper for Arsenal for he like, like, he was like 42 at the time. Right, and right. It, it was so amazing. Uh, David Wagner for uh, Huddersfield after leading them to promotion, uh, signed a new contract through 2019. Um, has a rough t- campaign ahead of him. Well, I mean, he is what? He, he is the American in the highest kind of league in Europe, right? American yeah. manager. I mean, like, quote-unquote American. Yeah, he played for us, but he's. they say that his pedigree is German because that's yeah. where he came up in coaching, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. I think yeah. that's kind of a um, little not fair to him or to America. Yeah. Um, there is also talk that um, Huddersfield might bring in Danny Williams. Ooh. Watch that space. All right, let's move on to a segment that we call They Don't Call It Soccer in brackets. Some do where we talk about soccer from parts of the world that we haven't talked about yet. And this time, we have to cover the exciting finish to the Confederations Cup in Russia. Which was, Spoiler alert, it wasn't exciting. The third, <laughs> the third uh, place game was much better. So much, much better. better. Uh, basically, Chile had a mistake at the back line. Uh, Timo, Werner, Timo Werner pounced on it, passed it over to Stindl, who fired it home. Let's just focus on the fact that Germany in the span of three years has won the World Cup, the under-21 Euros, and the Confederations Cup. And this was probably their B or C team, depending on how you look at it, because the U-21 Euro squad was actually... It was like, a really young team. Yeah, yeah, and never mind the fact that the Confed Cup team was missing Neuer, was missing... Everybody. Tony Kroos, you could list Mesodosal. all their best players. Yeah. Um, another, another VAR gaffe. Unfortunately, uh, Gonzalo Yara was given a confirmed yellow card um, after he elbowed somebody in the face. That should have been a sending off. This has actually been a story that we do need to talk about for a moment because throughout this tournament, which was testing VAR for use in the World Cup, VAR has actually turned out to be kind of slow. They've made mistakes using it. It's it's kind of turned into this obstacle rather than a uh, helpful tool. It was supposed to get rid of human error in the game, but there's still humans watching the replays who are trying to make decisions, and they made mistakes during this tournament. Yeah, but in, in cricket, for example, it's it's clearly assisting the, the, the game to have someone be able to, like, rewind replays. It's just that in this case, they, they're unable to see people elbowing others in the face. Yeah, and it's it's not even that. The replays were able to show that. The problem is that it's still being allowed for very subjective calls. There's examples of this in almost every sport that does replay. Um, 
NBA, NFL, MLB. I don't think NHL does yet. Oh, they do. They, yeah, they do. Yeah, they do for goals. But every season there's three or four goals or three or four calls that are, like, they completely misses. How do they miss it? I don't understand it. Like, it clearly, the, the one I think of is uh, Duke Wisconsin basketball and NCAA tournaments where the ball clearly went off a Duke player's fingertip mm-hmm. and the frame by frame, it, you can see it change direction. There's a close-up of his fingertip touching it and then called Duke ball. So even after like five minutes of deliberation. So there's still human error. Replays aren't um, the best thing for sports. They're not going to be accurate, even though we're clearly looking at the replays over and over and over and trying to get it right. Um, there's a lot of change to work out. It's the first time I've ever using this. In, in they the have sport. a lot of work lot to, of to do. To work if out. This is going to be a realistic and tool. That's just what, what, what with every uh, uh, video replay uh, review with any sport there's a lot of things to work out and okay and it felt kind of has it almost down i'd still say once in a while they miss a call but still yeah if you haven't read it yet uh westberdine applies um Henri bergson's theories to all of this and it basically says that the subjectivity issue is the bigger problem hmm i having watched enough cricket i think it's Anyway, I don't want to go into yeah. it right now. Um, Portland played Mexico in the third place game, and Portland <laughs> first the Chicago Portugal. Fire win the World Cup, <laughs> then the Portland Timbers win third place in the Confederations. Oh, no one should go do this too. What a Cinderella story! Timbers <laughs> signed Pepe. Uh, <laughs> Portugal beat Mexico two one, and Pepe gets the rarest of goals to equalize in the ninety third minute. It, it was a dank goal, the rarest of goals. Um, Adrian oh Silva God, I just get in, what got what you did there. Yeah, I feel like I need to like make a cut and go back and remove that because it's so bad. Yeah, probably. Anywho, um, Adrian Silva <laughs> scored in extra time to get the winner. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo did not appear in the game because his twins. Yeah, he, he yeah. was splitting he apart into a, two. A dad. Yeah, <laughs> or into three because he had twins. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Um, it was also Juan Carlos Osorio's first loss when he had the lead so, as Mexico coach. The Confederations Cup is over. Uh, bad news for Germany. No team that's won the Confederations Cup has won the World Cup next year. So Until now. Already just, just cross them out. They're not going to even get close. Right. Rules are oh, meant to be broken. <laughs> hey, one other quick thing. Confederations Cup has gone off without a hitch as far as organization is concerned, which was something that a lot of people worried about with the Russia. However, we have not seen the invasion of English ultras or other ultras. Uh, I don't think the Confederation Cup kind of uh, riled up all the, uh, you know, most passionate elements in world soccer. But anyway... Let's move on to Sol Niguez has signed an extension with Atletico Madrid until 2026. Yes. That uh, is a nine-year okay. contract. I thought my math is wrong, but holy. I mean, he's really good. So, I mean, good for him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just won the Golden Boots at the U21 Euros where his Spain team lost in the final to Germany. Who else? What, what you're basically saying is that Chelsea is going to pay a massive fee for him now. Compared oh, yeah, to yeah, 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 totally yeah. A shorter yeah. contract. Okay. Uh, Lionel Messi got married in a star-studded affair in Rosales, Argentina, uh, attended by Shakira, among others, and many, many other folks. So. Except for none of his recent coaches. No. That's awkward. No good, good for Messi. Yeah, good for Messi. Hope he's happy. All right, let's move on to a segment that we call the Reynolds Wrap-Up with Colin, where Colin takes a soccer conspiracy theory that you've been thinking about and makes sense of it for you. So, 
I don't know if you guys have seen this, but FC Porto has made a series of shocking allegations against Benfica, their rivals, uh, basically around saying that their efforts last season were entirely corrupt. As part of that, they they claim that over 136,000 euros were paid by Porto to a Guinea-Bissau-based witch doctor. Yes. Apparently, <laughs> the doctor quoted a price of 100,000 euro to just spread a general curse across the Portuguese league <laughs> for Benfica to win, and also quoted 1,000 to 10,000 dollars to apply specific curses to cup competitions, including the Champions League. Now, the belief is that this witch doctor, according to the Portuguese journalists, um, was basically a, a front for bribes to go through. But I have some actual huge story to give on this. So Armando Niaga, I believe is how you pronounce his name, mm-hmm. uh, is the alleged witch doctor in this. Um I'm pretty sure that he was actually dropping these curses and they were working. Uh Uh-huh. I can speak firsthand about the fact that his curses work. Because last week, (laughs) one week ago today, um, the Trivia Mafia kickball team that I play on um, had a a couple of games. We had a doubleheader. Uh-huh. And before the game, I saw this kind of shadowy dude behind the ball fields take 50 bucks from some other guy. <laughs> I, I thought it was like a drug dealer or something, so I just was like, yeah, whatever. Um, but then I saw the guy that got the 50 bucks muttering something or another behind our field. Uh-huh. Like, he was just, like, staring intently at us. And in that game, not only... Did I get a back issue that has kept me working from home every single day since then? But we also had another player go out with a torn hamstring and somebody go out with a broken finger. I think you need to leave this bag. When I saw this guy in those photos, I realized, holy shit, it's the same guy. Could this be a situation where you think the guy muttering is the guy giving the curse, but it's really a Snape Quirrell situation from Mary Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone? I mean, it's it's possible, but, like, it, it was the exact same guy. And, like, the other guy that gave the 50 bucks, like, he just went away. Like, uh, I, okay. I, Also, next question. Did you give this man Manny Ladros' number? <laughs> I did not, unfortunately. Because... Come on, guys. There's some real opportunity here to get <laughs> some injuries for Atlanta. Well, Although, no, no, Atlanta, no. Atlanta, Vialba already went down with a foot injury, so maybe... <laughs> Atlanta. We're not going to play them until October. Unfortunately, I've heard that Armando Niaga has actually signed for Sporting Lisbon with a 100 million okay. euro release clause. Ah, so too. All right. Too well, uh, we'll 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 keep you up to date with all the latest witchcraft in uh, Collins Kickball League, uh, starting with our next episode a week from now. Uh, until then, though, we, we we should tell these good people where they can find us on Twitter. Caleb, what about yeah, you? I'm at K Olson seven sixteen. Also, writer for fifty five one. Uh, give your pets a little scratch on the head for me. 
I am over at the attachment. I did nothing cool on Twitter this week, so follow me. Hopefully something good is going to happen. I'm at TWO United Fans. You can also find this podcast on fine podcast providers everywhere like iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music. You can take links from those podcast providers, send them to your best friends because we like having more listeners. Even though our listenership is great, guys. It's great. And rate us on iTunes. Yeah, rate us, us a uh, review. It's, it's rate us on Google Play Music. More people that rate us, the higher our rating is, the more listeners we'll find. Um, yeah, they search yeah, for yeah. we or we tall or we tall it. <laughs> They'll find us. People do that all the time. Uh, all right, with that, we bid you adieu. We will see you next week. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.